Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. But understand knowledge and application what the Lord's will is for you and for me. Now you'll see at the end that God primarily speaks the will of God to us through the Bible. When I get there, I'll explain that more to you. The Bible is God's truth in every aspect of our life, and it doesn't matter what culture does, we have to stay with the Word of God. Time and time again, the Bible calls for us to have understanding and to apply that understanding appropriately. Simply put, some would define this knowledge application as wisdom. But where do we get our wisdom from? In today's Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark encourages us to look to the Word of God for understanding and guidance. Most of us are quick to find out that things don't always go as planned when we decide to go about our business without God's counsel. Reflecting on this reality, Pastor Mark gives us an important reminder to stick to the Word of God and seek Him in prayer. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of James, chapter 4, verse 16, with his continuing study entitled, Life is Temporary, Plan on It. a pilgrim, I'm a pilgrim. We're people in transit on our way to heaven, our final destination. You see, you're a pilgrim this morning. You're in transit. You and I are are just in this short journey. All I know is I'm not home yet. This is not where you're getting it. We're going to sing it again. You better get it. By the way, it's going to be so addictive, you're going to wake up at four in the morning and say, I tell, and your wife's going to say, would you shut up and go back to sleep? <laughs> Wasn't it addictive already at our campuses? It's a great song. So see, I'm a pilgrim. I, I'm a, this is not our final destination. But I do live here. And God has a purpose for me. And his purpose basically is to know the will of God while I'm here. Now, think about this. How do I live then? Since my life is temporary, I know as a Christian I'm going to heaven. How do I live here? James answers it. Look at verse 15. Instead of making your plans with God out of the picture, make your plans, but include this. If it is the Lord's will... We will live and do this or that. If not, look what he says. As it is, with God out of the picture, 
You boast and brag, I'm smart, I got the plans, I've done this before, I've started a new company, I can marry this person, I have no problem, watch what I do, I'm amazing. Instead, you boast and brag, all such boasting is evil. You see, God should be consulted on our plans. God, what do you want me to do? If I try to direct my own life apart from God, God hates pride You will not succeed. It is not for man to make his own plans. And you will be frustrated in your life. So how can we know the will of God and make right decisions? At the end of the teaching this morning, I'm going to give you four ways. Now, I have to say this to you. It is not always easy to know the will of God. But ultimately, God comes through. I have thought I've known the will of God in some things. And as I went through it, I didn't know the will of God, and I blew it. I I meant well. I consulted God, but I heard from myself more than I heard from God. Anybody been there? Well, what did God do? He just crushed me like a bug. No, he gave me another chance. That's the kind of God we serve this morning. You will never be perfect finding the will of God, but we should get better with it. It's an attitude of the heart. First thing you have to write this morning is huge concerning the will of God. Here it is. God wants to communicate his will to you. God would never say, you can't do life apart from me, and then say, oh, you want, what I, you want, you want me to tell you what I know? I'm not telling you. Of course he's going to tell us. That's why our little hashtag this morning is, know God's will. Now, keep your finger right here. Go back to Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 5, and you'll see how important the will of God is in your life, the plans God has for you. So scoot on back, Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians 5, just scoot back five or six books and go to verse 15. And and Vieira and Sebastian, verse 15, those of you guys watching online. In the balcony, here we go. Now watch what God says. Paul is speaking. Be very careful then, watch this, How you live. He's not talking about how you live on Sunday. He's talking seven days a week. Be very careful then how you live. Watch this. Not as unwise, but as what? All right, let's try this again. Not as unwise, but as wise. Let's see if you can understand him. What would unwise living be like in our context? Doing life without God. Do you you got it? What is wise living? Doing life without God. With God. Very simple. Not complicated. Same exact words. James and Paul. Same. It's the will of God. Will of God. Now, let's go on. Making the most of every opportunity. So, timing is part of this. Because the days are evil. As I said in our opening prayer, and all the pastors did, you and I, unless unless you lived in Hitler's day, in Germany and so forth, we've never seen a world like today. We just watch Hamas all these years hide their bombs in the basement of private homes. So children are killed. What have we noticed lately? A whole group of ISIS people. By the way, ISIS people have started, when they were in Syria, they started capturing six and eight-year-olds. They are making them terrorists and bombers. They are learning to put their packs on them at six and eight. 
We're living in a world we have never seen before. By the way, this gives us great opportunity because it's not only unsettling for us, our, our neighbors around us, people at work, at school, they can't understand. This is satanic from the core. You say, Pastor Mark, come on. He's come to steal, kill, and destroy. That's exactly what we see. Now, notice, therefore, look at it. Look at verse 17. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand knowledge and application what the Lord's will is for you and for me. Now, you'll see at the end that God primarily speaks the will of God to us through the Bible. When I get there, I'll explain that more to you. The Bible is God's truth in every aspect of our life, and it doesn't matter what culture does. We have to stay with the Word of God. So primarily, one of the things I do, I'm always in the Word of God because that is going to give me a a direction, and I'll show you how that fits perfectly now. Now, I want you, everybody in all our campuses, just put two fingers up, just like this. Two fingers like this? Okay. I'm going to show you two kinds of the will of God. Two kinds of the will of God. So write them down this morning. Here's the first one. The general or the moral will of God. So the first kind of will is for everybody. Now, of course, an unbeliever doesn't necessarily going to go by that, but it's for them. The Bible contains the moral will of God. I never have to ask God, well, God, what do you want me to do if it's already stated in the Bible? I.e., the moral will of God would be the Ten Commandments. Don't steal, don't murder, don't commit adultery. Well, Pastor, I'm kind of boring at home and... I heard that if you have a fling, it's going to be better for your marriage. So I'm going to go in this relationship for a few nights with this young lady or this guy, and that's going to rev up my marriage. Am I doing the will of God? Why are you asking me? The Bible already says, do not what? Commit adultery. Well, I'm into pornography and it kind of, do not do immoral things. There's no reason to ask somebody. Open God's word. It's already given to us. It's already revealed to us. Make sense? Hello? Make sense? Okay. Now, you say, well, that's not really good for me. No, everything God wrote in here is good for you. Everything he wrote in here. Now, when you think about that, the general will of God is simply already there. What did we learn the last few weeks from James? Here's what we learned last week. If you missed last week, if you want to have shalom, peace in your life, you have to be humble You have to submit, you have to resist, you have to resist the Satan, you have to come close, you have to repent, and we get shalom. We learned the general will of God last week. If I'm going to be prideful, I'm not going to have the peace of God. And by the way, I'm not going to know God's will. He won't give it to me. So I have to be humble, I have to submit. Now here's the second kind of the will. It's the specific personal will of God. And this really, God has a personal specific will for everybody. But it really only applies to Christians because you're the ones that have submitted to God. God isn't going to tell an unbeliever because his first will is for them to become a believer. Now, when you think about that, he he doesn't reveal the specific until that person becomes a believer. But once that happens, this specific will of God is fantastic for you. Let me show you how that works. There's lots of decisions we have to make in life that you can't find in the Word of God, specifically. Now, the moral principles that are there guide us. 
Let me give you an example. Many years ago, more or well, less this year, more than 48 years ago, I was dating Linda. And I, I wanted to know if that was the will of God. I wanted to know if that's the will of God. So I began looking in the Bible, see if I could find, because her name is actually Mary Linda with a Y. I was looking for Linda with a Y. And I, I found a Linda with a Y, praise God. And then God said, well, no, you got to look for the last name, Kinberg. I couldn't find Kinberg in the Bible. Now, in case you think I'm serious, I'm trying to joke with you. <laughs> Hello, don't get crazy out there. You that are dating, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no. I, I can't find that answer here. I can find the principle. Let me share you with you how it is. Very simple. If Linda was an unbeliever, do I need to search for the will of God? No, I do not. Because what does the Bible say? Can light exist with darkness? Can an unbeliever and a believer married? Absolutely no. You say, well, that's stupid. No, that's beautiful because no marriage survives that way. Fine, maybe without kids. When kids come, it's over. So if you're dating an unbeliever today, you're headed in the wrong direction. Well, they'll eventually get saved. Maybe, but usually not. You say, that is the divine will of God. Already spoken. Here's how the Bible says it. Can two walk together unless they agree? The most important thing a couple have to agree on, who's the head of their marriage? Not husband, not wife, God. So see, the specific will of God is needed everywhere. Now, don't get stupid with this. When you go out for lunch today, Five of you, a whole group of young people go out to lunch. And, and you're going to get down in the restaurant. God, we don't know what to order. Would you give us your will today? You have a menu, stupid. Just open the menu. <laughs> By the way, if you tell them you're from Calvary Chapel, I'll find you and hunt you down. <laughs> That's not what we believe. That's stupid. Can you imagine going to the Starbucks with all of those things? <laughs> Which one should I order? Okay. Your barista will kick you out. <laughs> By the way, how many members used to come to church, this is old days, with a tie? Anybody remember a suit and tie? Yeah, I have all those. I never wear them anymore. By the way, in those days, you don't have to pray about what tie to wear. God gave you a wife. <laughs> Could I hear an amen, guys? Amen. That's right. right. Thank God we don't wear them anymore. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Now, so... You see, when you think about this specific will of God for you, if you have the wrong concept of God, that, Pastor Mark, I'm a Christian, but if I really ask for God's will, it's going to be miserable. No, it isn't going to be. It's going to be too hard. I can't do it. No, not at all. Uh, Here's a verse you know by heart, many of you as Christians, but I want you to see how amazing the will of God is for us, specifically in this situation. Some of you are here today. You're trying to decide, should I take that job, this job? Had an offer out of town, here, whatever, car to buy, house, different, school to put the kid, all these things. You have to seek God. Notice this verse. For I know the plans I have for you. You, Mark, Gene, John, uh, Peter, Sylvia, whatever. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Now watch this. Plans... To break you into poverty. No, plans to what? Prosper you. Plans, plans not to harm you. 
Oh, my serve God is going to be horrible. He's going to harm me. No, not, not at all. Plans to give us a hope. Can't live without hope. And by the way, a future. Where's my future? It's not here. I'm a pilgrim. My future is in heaven. See, that is fantastic. Don't allow Satan to say to you, if you give the will. Some of you are not Christians at our campuses. This morning, you're going to have a chance to come and say, I'm following Jesus because I know his plan for me is good and there's a future coming. Now, understand, this is personal. Go back to James chapter 4, verse 17. Here's a verse that many commentators thought, well, it doesn't kind of fit. Oh, it fits perfectly. Watch this. Look at James 4, 17, all our campuses. Now, anyone then who knows the good he ought to do and he doesn't do it, sins. James gives us a warning about a sin of omission. Here's what he's saying. Once God tells me what he wants me to do, he expects me to do it. Notice, anyone then who knows the good he ought to do, anyone, I'll I'll paraphrase it, anyone who's asked God for his will and God gives him to it, if he doesn't do it, he sins. It's a sin of omission. There's a sin of commission. I just don't lie. I lie. I have to ask forgiveness because I, I committed a lie. This is a sin of omission. God says, I want you to do this. Put that business plan over there on hold. It's not the right time. No, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Then you've sinned. You've sinned. Now, there's a word I want you to write in your Bible by this verse. You won't like the word. It starts with a P. It's called procrastination. This is what James is talking about. This is what James is talking about. Now, now look at this. Would you write this down this morning? Since life is short, we don't have time to procrastinate or disobey. And you'll see that so clearly. Is there something God's asked you to do this morning? You know absolutely it's his will. By the way, those of you who aren't Christians, at the end of the service, at all of our campuses, today is the day of salvation. Those of you that have walked away from God, you're far from God, you got off on the wrong path, today's the day to come back. You, you see, we don't have time to procrastinate. We don't have time to disobey. This verse speaks to all of us who, who maybe are putting off doing something God asks you to do. Maybe to ask forgiveness of this person and you keep putting it off. No, it's a sin. Now, turn with me to the book of Acts chapter 8. Book of Acts chapter 8. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, right back to the beginning of the New Testament. Acts chapter 8 up in the balcony, verse 26. Let me give you a story. Philip was a, a, a new believer. God came to him. He was filled with the Spirit. And, and God led him to this area. He wasn't really a pastor, but he was just a, a servant, and he was learning. He went to this area called Samaria. And as he's there in Israel and Samaria, God just graciously, huge revival. People coming from everywhere, hundreds getting saved, people getting healed, demons being cast out. And then one day, look down at verse 26, God comes to Philip. Watch what he says. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem. (laughs) Notice where he wouldn't go there today. To Gaza. Now if you're Philip, and you had your devotion, and that angel came to you, 
What are you thinking in your mind if you're Philip? That must have been Satan speaking to me. Because what do I have? I have hundreds of people. They're coming to the Lord. God's, God's done that. I haven't done In fact, God, that couldn't be you because I just put in an offer yesterday for a new building. We're going to build this huge campus, and it's pretty soon going to be a multi-campus place. I've got things in order. I've got great plans. They're good plans, God. God said, I don't care anything about your plans. I want you to leave the revival, leave it in the hands of somebody else. I want you to go down in the desert. Well, what am I going to do there? God tells him nothing. Would you write this down this morning? You'd have to understand the will of God to obey the will of God. He knows the will of God, but it doesn't make any sense to him. God, come on now. That, that couldn't be you. Because, see, he doesn't know the future, but God knows the future. Now, watch how it goes. Look at the next four words in verse 27. Look at the next four words. Say them with me. Here we go. So... He started out. What do you call that? No procrastination. He doesn't understand why he's going. He doesn't even know what he's going to do there, and he gets to the desert. But he started out. See, you'll see in a moment the timing of God in this particular case is crucial. It's crucial. He had a chance to disobey. He had a chance to put it off. Or simply go now. So he trusted God, even though he doesn't understand the plan. He knows it, but he doesn't understand it. And he's not going to lean to his own understanding. All through the Bible, we say people say these same words. Jesus, Philip, Paul, if the Lord's will. If it's the Lord's will. If it's the Lord's plan, I'm going. Now, what is, what is if it's the Lord's plan, I'm willing mean? What does it mean? His will, his plan. Write it down this morning. It's focused on one word. Dependent. Watch this. If the Lord wills, I am dependent on God's wisdom. See, as I said, you don't have to understand the will. You just have to hear it from God and go, okay, God. Sometimes it makes lots of sense to us. Sometimes I don't get it yet. To be honest, when I left hospital pharmacy after 25 years, up at Woodstock there, directing those people. I loved what I was doing. God opened that totally for me all those years. And initially, it didn't make any sense. I thought, you know the history, I thought I was coming to Melbourne to open a campus. I, I got to use me before to start things. And I was just going to stay in the hospital. And one day he came to me and said, uh, that's done. Really? What am I going to do down here? I don't know anybody. I, you really? And look what he's done. See, I didn't know, but he knew. So that's what Philip's going to do. He doesn't really understand, but he's just going to go to the desert. Now, when he gets there, notice what happens. Verse 27. So he started out on his way. He met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasure at Candace, queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home, he was sitting in this big chariot line of chariots, reading the book of Isaiah, the prophet. We see the importance of doing the right thing when God speaks at the right timing. Today in our message, we learned about the importance of looking to God for guidance in our plans. Pastor Mark taught us that in order for us to better succeed, we should seek to understand the will of God. While focusing on what the will of God is, we learned that God has both a moral will and a personal will. God requires that all adhere to his moral will, but as we learn from Pastor Mark, it's those who are in Christ that seek God's personal will. Thanks so much for joining us today. 
Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The cost for each CD is $5, and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. Now here's Josh with today's message number and title. Thanks. The message number from today's broadcast is 20140810. And the title of this message is Life is Temporary. Plan on it. Again, today's message number is 20140810. And the title of this message is Life is Temporary. Plan on it. Place a marker in your Bibles and join us next time here on Lessons for Living as we continue our study on the will of God. We'll learn that in order to better understand His will for us, we're to seek for guidance through prayer and study of the Word. Pastor Mark will emphasize the importance of studying God's Word, which is profitable for reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching from the book of James. That's next time on Lessons for Living. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a herd.